Welcome to another episode of Small Talk, Small Government with Deb and Bill. Hey, Bill. Hello. Hey. Um, this is an interesting and exciting episode for us. This is our first time being remote. I miss being at your dining room. <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, so today we're going to be talking about the border, what's going on at the border. And, uh, you know, we know that Title 42 is uh, slated to maybe be ending within, I think, the next 10 days or so. Um, so it's time to talk a little bit about the facts of what's really going on at the border. It seems like a lot of people are pretty unaware of how bad it's gotten down there. Um, you know, it bothers me sometimes when I see like snippets of the, you know, some sides of the corporate media really downplaying it and minimizing it, you know, and they, they say, oh, well, gosh, if you listen to the conservatives and the Republicans talk, it's as if it's a, you know, just a Wild West melee down there. And you're like, yeah, it is. <laughs> Yeah. So, I mean, it wasn't that long ago that there were massive, massive tent cities down there. Um, you know, we'll get into it in a little bit detail as we go on in the episode. But, I mean, so many people have been finding dead bodies on their property. It's it's really, it's a terrible humanitarian crisis. And, you know, that's that's at the border, not to mention the crisis of all of the drugs coming into this country, which, you know, we'll talk a little bit more about that as we get along, too. Um, you know, and then, of course, w one last thing is, you know, we saw, what was it? Uh, I don't know how many months ago it was now that those agents were in trouble for, quote, whipping people with their horse reins, mm -hmm, which turned mm -hmm, out mm -hmm. to be completely false. And it, it was yet another one of those stories that they, they built up as if it were true and then it very quietly then tell the, the truth of actually that's, that's pretty standard procedure. And, you know, I mean, I think they even did the same thing up in Canada. And but yet you know, that was okay because it was a different type of protester or something, and it it was it wasn't at all a a method of, um, you know, physical punishment or something to people around. It was you know crowd control, and the guy was mm -hmm. really directing his horse, not at all doing anything to the people. So yeah, with um, his reins of his horse, and not with a whip, as exactly as we, and as we knew yeah, from and, the beginning, but has right, recently and, been proven. Yeah, and actually, and another thing, you know, now that you're reminding me, yeah, because they showed, you know, the vantage point of the horse from one angle, you know, you could interpret that maybe that was a, a bad, malicious thing going on. But then when they showed the other side, you could clearly see that the man is holding on to a rein. And even the journalist, if I recall correctly, the guy that even took the picture, tried to come out with it right from the beginning and said, that's not, that wasn't really what was happening. But, you know, the media just, you know, wants this to be... Uh, you know, yet another thing against, you know, uh, nationalism or, you know, whatever it is that they call it. But, you know, the fact of the matter is, it's not okay to have a completely open border, um, you know, just diminishing your own sovereignty and, and having it be a total free-for-all because it invites problems down there. And, and that's what we'll get into today. So, you know, one of the things I wanted to start with is talking a little bit about what the major differences have been between these last few administrations when it comes to, you know, handling the border and immigration policy. So, you know, we all remember what catch and release was. You know, in a nutshell, mm -hmm. that meant that when folks came to the border under Obama's administration, uh, they would claim asylum and then they would be simply released into the country and they would be provided a court date and we would hope that they would come back for their hearing and then and we would be able to uh, hear their asylum case. Some of them came back. Many of them did not. There was, it was horrible. Uh, our methods of tracking them were, were not good at all. 
So who knows how many people were left in our country that may maybe shouldn't be here, you know? Um, then when Trump came in, one of the major changes that he made with his border control policy was the remain in Mexico uh, policy, which was that, you know, sure, come appeal for your asylum, but we're not going to just let you stay here. You're going to stay in Mexico. And that deterred a lot of people from, uh, from wanting to come. And it also controlled, if, if I understand correctly, Mexico preferred that policy as well because it did slow down the flow and um, it, it made their towns less dangerous, having people flock to their border towns, um, kind of wreaking havoc on their resources and, and law mm -hmm. and things like that there as well. So, um, you know, all that to say that those were a couple of major changes Trump made. We all know that one of the things he wanted to do was build the wall. The wall took a couple of years to get going because there was so much pushback about it. But ultimately, he did finish 458 miles. There are about 300 miles left to go, if I, if I understand correctly, in, in various spots. You know, it's not like 300 consecutive miles. Um, and Bi uh, Biden just scrapped that literally within hours of getting into office. Stopped construction on the wall, basically gave the green light to everybody to show up you know, uh, open doors. Um, there was a time that Governor Abbott of Texas suggested, hey, the material is sitting here. Why don't you just let us take the material? We'll pick up where the last administration left off. Let Texas finish building the wall. That was denied. So here we have all wow. of this material just kind of, yeah, sitting and rusting. And as I read one statistic that said that um, at one point it was about $5 million a day that we were paying in fines pretty much to not finish that wall, you know, because wow, I mean, contracts paying, are contracts. Yeah, yeah, we're paying not to build the wall. Yeah. And, and a lot of so, money too. That yeah, adds up yeah. pretty quick. Indeed, indeed. So, you know, let's talk a little about who's coming across the border these days with all these changes now. Like you say, there's a lot of people coming across the border. One of the things you see in the statistics is, uh, talks about encounters that's when a border patrol person meets one person illegally coming through the border, um, and that results in an expulsion or uh, e either an expulsion or taking them directly into custody. Uh, so that's that's you know one one time there. Um, so for instance, if somebody uh, gets encountered and that's you know that's that's one and then they get expelled back to let's say mexico and then they try again and that's that's two uh mm -hmm. encounters that's not that's not one encounter or you know two encounters of one person that's two separate encounters uh and they so counted some of these as a statistics two. they counted as a two yep mm -hmm. uh, so some of the statistics uh, might include people who are um who actually got um, expelled back to Mexico or somewhere else, and then they tried again. So there, there could be some uh, some duplication in there, I guess. But most people who are encountered come from Mexico. Uh, but in 2021, there was a record number of non-Mexicans encountered, and um, a record number of encounters of people from countries that are not historically um, encountered in great numbers. Mm -hmm. uh, sometimes these people are criminals, and and we've caught several of those, and and uh, you know we all worry about potential terrorists just kind of coming across the border, mm -hmm. um, and people are literally coming from all over the world, not just Central America and South America, but you know we saw the ones from Haiti who actually mm -hmm. I think uh, were 
um, were living in South America for a time, and there's people from China, and there's people from the Middle East, and there's people from mm-hmm. Africa, yeah. and you know, literally all over the world are coming through the border. But right, uh, so everybody's finding are, that you know they they can just fly into South America somewhere and then make the trek. Yep, you know, and it's just all the it easiest is, uh, way to get in here. Yeah. Yep. All it takes is uh, maybe a, a plane flight and uh, and a little bit of uh, walking up through Mexico. Uh, yeah, 97% of the people encountered at, at our borders are at the Mexican border, but there's there's 3% of people who come through the other borders, which, of course, you know, Canada and, Canada. Mm-hmm. and uh, you know, into, let's say, Alaska or maybe even mm-hmm. into uh, some of our other uh, territory borders. Yeah, it, it's really amazing because, you know, you, you think about the fact that we've even, you know, not taken it, made a point to close that border up. Until now, even, you know Mm -hmm. what I mean? There are other countries that really protect their border well. And the fact that I understand that we we want to be a melting pot and that is what we are and anybody can come and, you know, become an American and that's that is our spirit. But, Mm -hmm. you know, still to have no control over it and this free for all attitude is you just can't keep a country like that, you know? So no, with with people just just coming through as if there's no border or or nobody to stop them, I guess. Yeah, I mean, and, and when, when you uh, realize how other countries do manage their border, it, it's really it makes you think about why are we doing this and not protecting our resources and 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 the people, you know, oh, like yeah. we should be. I mean, that's the government's primary responsibility is protecting us, and we have no idea who's coming in right there at this point. Not to mention the drugs, like we said. So. The demographic breakdown on that is that most of the people encountered are single adults. There's been three times as many in 2021 as there were in 2020 and 2019. And there were uh, about 1 million encountered in um, 2021. And it should be even higher this year. The statistics it, yeah, are, are trending are that way on it, track. It, it, you'd yeah, think that it would be because uh, that's another thing that w- has been so different, you know, with this open invitation it used to be that you know families would be flocking and things like that because you know Mm -hmm. frankly they they knew that they'd be less likely to be turned away and that kind of thing but now so many single adults it's just a completely different type of of uh flood really than than ever had been before and you can only you know really you can only attribute that to to Biden getting into office and saying come on i mean that's another thing that just occurred to me remember when he first got into office and everybody was out there in their biden t-shirt you had mm-hmm, you know just mm-hmm. like waves and waves and waves of people <laughs> just coming across the border in their biden t-shirt yep so <laughs> You can't yep. tell me no, it's not that he gave them the green light. Right. Well, they sure thought that they that they had the green light there. But the statistics even since then have just shot up. Right now there's uh, uh, between 148,000 and 210,000 encounters a month at the border and that's just that's uh, you know, twice as much as in previous years and it's and it's uh, you know, trending toward being twice as much in previous years at this time, um, you know, pretty consistently all across the board. All the statistics are about, you know, at least twice as much as it has been before. But it's not just the, uh, um, you know, uh, the adults coming through and, and uh, you know, people wanting a better life. There's also a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of bad stuff besides the drugs uh, that are coming down there. There's a lot of sex trafficking and child trafficking, too. Mm-hmm. Um, I pay attention to a guy, uh, Jakob Bullions, um, who's done a lot of great work down there trying to bring 
uh, bring light to this whole situation. And, and uh, he says it's, it's not discussed as much as it should be, uh, partly because it's a $32 billion industry, wow. uh, if you want to call it an industry. And wow. uh, there's about 500,000 people right now that are being trafficked uh, in this country. And uh, there are very few resources for the miners once they escape this industry. Um, I think he shame. said there's, oh, it's, it's horrible. There's, uh, I think he said there's uh, 200 beds in licensed facilities to, uh, to help these miners, like 200 in the entire country. Which wow. is which is nothing. There's there's when you're talking basically about, yeah. no support. Yeah, gosh, that that is amazing. And, and it is. It's it's so sad. And and you start to look at some of the stuff he has on his website and some of the research, and it's just it's just disgusting and and so depressing to find out about that. And he says he was down at the uh, um, at the border uh, several months back, and he questioned some of the border patrol agents that he came across, and you know, he says, you know, why aren't you you know stopping these people and and they said their job was to ensure the safety of the people. And he said, no, your job is to, you know, stop them and, you know, send them mm -hmm. back. And he says, no, our job is to ensure the safety of the people. So there's, there's been, um, you know, I guess word coming down from above that that's the plan at the oh, border. Oh, yeah. And it reminds you of the, that there was a, um, whether it was a leaked video or, 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 you know, just, I don't know whether it was, you know, you'd consider it a leak or not, but the video of um, th there was a Border Patrol agent that was very upset because his leadership is saying now, like, Major Meet Mayorkas or somebody's coming down, mm -hmm. and what we want to do is just, you know, remember that we're doing our job and we're doing things right and this is what we should be doing. And, and somebody stood up and said, we're not doing what we're supposed to be doing. This is a complete, you know farce of keeping the people safe and, and doing our jobs of really protecting our country, which is what they all signed up to do. So, I yeah. mean, I can't imagine how frustrating it is for them at this point to watch that kind of thing. These, you know, kids being trafficked, drugs coming in left and right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Scary and time. It's, it really is. And I was even talking to a friend of mine uh, last week about this, and he knows somebody from Mexico, and, uh, and uh, he was saying that, that she said that that the Mexicans, the, the you know, the Mexican people don't like the migrants coming through their country uh, mm -hmm. because it takes up their scarce resources and they basically make a nuisance of themselves on their way through. They're, you know, yeah. uh, you know, going from uh, you know Central and South America all the way through the country and and using up all the resources and and not staying and and leaving and and uh, so the so the Mexicans don't even like it. And yeah, yeah. Well, and that, which is exactly why the Mexican president was so on board with, you know, doing anything he could to try and slow it down. I, you know, I mean, mm -hmm. yeah, but I guess that's really the, the bottom line of it is, you know, the, the reason a lot of this you know, trafficking goes on and the, you know, the, the drug smuggling and stuff like that is because so much of this is run by the Mexican cartels. I mean, I think oh, yeah. I, I heard some statistic about uh, that, that what the Mexican cartels are projected to have made over these last couple of years now is $80 billion. Wow. I mean, can you imagine, you know, strengthening the Mexican cartels to the tune of $80 billion? What might yeah. they do with that? That's, uh, that's just a, that's a staggering number. But the Mexican cartels are the only way to get across the border, or at least the way to get across the border, the primary way to get across the border. Yeah, because actually, um, if you try to get over by yourself, they'll pretty much stop you and say, wait a minute, where's my money? 
if you want to get across yeah, exactly. this border, yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, exactly. And which is, you know, unfortunately, that's how a lot of the trafficking happens and stuff like that. And you know, I mean, rapes and all kinds of things that just yeah, all that terrible stuff. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's it, it's just it's terrible what uh, what they did, but. Uh, but they're, you know, obviously they're treating it like a business. Like you say, they got to make that $80 billion. Uh, so mm-hmm. they're, they're charging the people, uh, for the privilege to get across there. Um, and, um, each, each migrant, um, actually has to pay. Um, uh, so it's about like $2,500 from a migrant from Mexico, or if there's one from, let's say South America, you know, Venezuela, Peru, Ecuador, Honduras, and that's, that's $3,000 they have to pay. Mm-hmm. And uh, somebody from China has to pay five thousand dollars, and then Russians and uh, Arabs have to pay nine thousand mm-hmm. dollars. And that and, right there just uh, shows you how much it has spread to be, you know, the entry point for uh, uh, citizens from all over the globe. You mm-hmm. know, the fact that the cartels have a price structure based on country sure does tell you that this oh, is yeah. not just your your general. You know, uh, as like Kamala was saying, well, let, let's go down to some countries in South America and talk about the root causes. It, it's it's a little bit more than that, Kamala. <laughs> yeah, just a bit. Yeah, but <laughs> but the you know the cartels are they're very organized, they're very data driven, um, they're very sophisticated. It's not just a bunch of people you know standing there. Hey, you want to get across the uh, to the U.S. all, that's that's $5,000. So I, I imagine they're probably using, uh, you know, spreadsheets and everything. And, mm-hmm. uh, uh, you know, they they uh, they refer to the, uh, whatever they're moving, whether it's drugs or people, as the packages. Mm-hmm. And uh, that use of the uh, of the terminology and the and the general um, ideas and everything is, is uh, um, it's long established and it's, it's getting increasingly sophisticated because right now they're using, uh, the plastic wristbands, like you get at a carnival or, you know, you go to a concert or something like that, you get a, you get a wristband. So they're using those, uh, wow. to track the immigrants, um, as they go across. Um, and they, they can, they can tell from the, from the color of the wristband and all the, you know, the words and symbols on there, you know, who's paid, who hasn't paid. Uh, which of the cartels controls the migrant, mm-hmm. um, and and each person, you know, each one of the the wristbands has a unique number, so they can tell um, who that person is. I guess they, yeah. I don't know, I look mean, it up in the database or something. They have more control. They've got more control of folks coming to our border than mm-hmm. we have at all once they're here. Oh yeah, you know, <laughs> like we don't know anything <laughs> once they're here, but those cartels have it down to a science. Oh yeah, they they know it. They know everything about them. They know um, it's an inventory system, so they know everything about this this migrant. Mm-hmm. To know where where this person came from, uh, they have their you know their contact information, their cell phone number. They have their their family's information, which uh, you know if they don't pay, then they'll you know track their cell phone or maybe yeah. uh, you know go visit their family down in their home country or something like yeah, that. Yeah, that, that's a terrible thought. Um, yeah, which is which is yeah just terrible, but. Uh, uh, that's a that's a cartels. They're uh... yeah, but exactly. I mean, they're definitely killing our people. I mean, I, I see mm-hmm. that um, the they're sending so so much, especially fentanyl, is the big increase uh, that that's coming into our country over the last few years. And um, you know, these people are like mules. They'll they'll force them to take these drugs over the border, and and it's so mm-hmm. amazingly easy. You know, um, I I think I've 
first of all, it blows my mind that the number one killer of citizens in this country from 18 to 44 is fentanyl overdose. And like, to me, that just absolutely blows my mind because that's such a huge wide range of time for there to be, you know, not even car accidents, not heart attacks, not, you know, nothing at all. The number one cause of death, 18 to 44, is fentanyl overdose. I yep. mean, and you know, I'll take a minute to say this is like a near and dear to my heart kind of issue. My son had a fentanyl overdose um, in uh, 2018. I, I, I could not believe it. You know, I mean, it's mm-hmm. and here we are, you know, we live in, 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 in Maryland. Baltimore is a massive mecca for it. I, I, and, you know, to have been affected by it. It bothers me greatly to see that border open and to see that our president doesn't care to protect us. And that's the way I look at it. Um, The statistics that I've read show that over the last three years, they say there's been a 4,000% increase in it coming over here. A tiny bit can kill you. You know, so it's it's really, it's, it's, and of course, you know, it's one of those things that people turn a blind eye to sometimes. I've, I've seen it in you know, especially the more elitist types of mindsets. Well, you know, people shouldn't be doing drugs. And of course people shouldn't be doing drugs, but it's really a shame because, you know, people have found themselves, uh, you know, just, you know, you're talking about like high school kids that think they mm-hmm. know what they, they're taking and it, and you just, you don't know. And so, um, you know, like there's this, there was one father in this uh, NBC News article that we'll link that has been fighting about this and has um, you know, started different organizations around it because his young daughter, just a high school age child, died of a fentanyl overdose. And he's so distraught over that death being labeled an overdose. And he says, you know, that, that we need to call it what it is. She, my daughter was poisoned, he says. And he says, and that's what's happening to, you know, hundreds of thousands of citizens that, you know, over the past few years. So, you know, um, I, I read also uh, that in that same article, they mentioned that back in 2018, they seized one pound of fentanyl. By 2019, two pounds. 2020, nine. And then last year, it was up to 41 pounds. So, I mean, that wow. just tells you it, it, this is just so easy for them to do. It's, it's you know, I watched To Catch a Smuggler. And sometimes it's it's almost like entertaining to see the mm-hmm. amount of work that they they would do to try and smuggle something on a plane. It looks pretty damn difficult, you know what I mean? And I, I watch these old episodes of uh, the lengths that they would go to try and smuggle a tiny little bit of drugs into here on a plane. And then I think, well, they sure don't have to do that anymore. You yeah. know, strap it to somebody and walk it right on across. It's just, it's completely different. You know, to your point about about all the all the uh, fentanyl that's that's being seized and uh, that's coming across the border, it's the DEA said that it's quote driving a nationwide overdose epidemic. Which you know, coming from the DEA, that's pretty serious. And they said in yeah. just the last two weeks, alarming reports from government sources warn of a potential weapon of mass destruction coming across the border in amounts sufficient to quote kill every single American. And that's Amazing. a quote from the DEA. And they wow. say that, um, yeah, that's, that's scary stuff. And like you say, it only takes a little bit to, mm-hmm. uh, to kill somebody. And then uh, you multiply that by, you know, pounds and pounds and, and right. who knows what it's up to, you know, and, and right here's now another, today. And where does it come from? 
China. China. Oh, so they just like, you know, they're coming up with all kinds of ways to kill us over here. Yeah. Thanks, China. <laughs> and our government's yeah, they, been trying they, to stop that, but but yeah, the the Chinese just keep on producing it, send it to mm -hmm. Mexico, comes up through here, and uh, uh, just wreaks untold damage. And it's it's hard to detect because it's it's put into a whole bunch of stuff that people don't mm -hmm. expect it to be, and then they overdose mm -hmm. on it, and, and exactly uh, you know just yeah. terrible things. And I mean, not to mention that you when you when you, when you um, compare it to during the lockdown time and all that, it's just it really did increase you know a lot of death and that that's one of the things that you know they don't talk about too much that you know these things kind of like pushed people into their basements or you know into mm -hmm. depressions and, and into things like that that um you know i think really increased that too yeah right somewhere there was something like a hundred thousand deaths from fentanyl last year mm -hmm. which is just that's it, it's it's just mind-blowing it is yeah, and there's even a uh, Project Veritas video out there um, of of some terrorists coming into the U.S. I think there's 42 of them right now um, in the country. Uh, they came through the the Operation Allies Welcome uh, program, which was uh, uh, when we're we're evacuating from Afghanistan, and they uh, mm -hmm. they got out too. So. So it's not just even coming across the southern border or into another border. Sometimes they hop on a plane from another part of the world and and uh, and come here too. So uh, there's there's a lot of a lot of improvement that needs to happen with the border. Yeah, it's clear that the administration just simply is not that concerned. So you know, again, we we mentioned Title Forty Two in the beginning of this episode as being a reason that we're talking about this today. Um, Title Forty Two has been, you know, one thing that could barely be kind of keeping this a little bit under control, if you can call it that. And now they're talking about um, you know, letting that expire. Yeah, at, uh, I, think that, that, I think that happens toward the end of the month. Well, so F Title 42, um, getting ready to expire at the end of the month, if I understand this correctly, this, this particular article is, um, it, it's supposed to, limit the uh, migration and, and our acceptance of folks into the country for the reasons of a health concern. Correct. Yeah, that was uh, put in place on March 20th, 2020 uh, by Trump as a way to uh, limit the spread, like you say, of, the, uh, of COVID into our country. So under that, um, under Title 42, and Title 42 is actually, it's called Title 42, but it's, but uh, Title 42 of the U.S. Code is actually um, a way of, of uh, controlling, you know, health and uh, wellness of the, of the country, uh, preventing uh, disease from spreading and everything. And technically, this part that we call Title 42 is, is uh, 42 U.S. Code subsection 262. But uh, we all call it Title 42 because it's uh, you know easier to remember uh, that way. Uh, so it's so it's exactly like you said. It's a way to way to limit the um, the importation, I guess, of COVID into the country. And so under that under that title right now, 
those seeking asylum must stay in Mexico or they're held by border patrol or return to their home country. And that's a different policy than what you were talking about earlier, which is mm-hmm. uh, the remain in Mexico policy, which is, you know, an asylum seeker has to make the application from their home country or from Mexico before they even come here. Uh, so under Title 42, they, they, they come here and they say they want asylum and then they're you know, they're expelled back to their country to, uh, or to Mexico to, um, uh, kind of like to make that a decision. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. To apply. Okay. Right. So we're, uh, basically we're, we're not, we're not accepting and holding anyone. Uh, part of the reason for that was, you know, if you, if you accept somebody and you send them to one of the, uh, one of the facilities, uh, where there's, uh, a bunch of other people, then the then the disease might spread. So, uh, so instead of sending them to that, then they just uh, send them back to their uh, send them back to Mexico or their home country. And normally, when someone wants to seek asylum, then what they'll do is they'll uh, they'll leave their country and then go to the next country. Well, whichever one that might be, and then they'll the make very a, next uh, closest one. Yeah, exactly. So basically, just cross the border of their country into another country, and then they'll um, then they'll make an asylum claim from there. And that's mm-hmm. generally accepted all across the world as to you know um, as to how this works. Except mm-hmm. here, for some reason, where people can travel from the farthest points of South America and around the world, and then uh, and go through Mexico, and then once they get to uh, to the U.S., which might be, you know, who knows, half a dozen countries they've passed through at, at least, uh, then they can make an asylum claim. That's not mm-hmm. uh, pretty not picky the way it, about it your asylum. Works. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because the point of asylum is that you're 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 fleeing a, something in, almost immediate, like some kind of immediate yeah, exactly. danger. Really, yeah. Right. Yeah. You have you have some kind of immediate danger you're trying to get away from, and and you know, no one's going to go like thousands of miles and then say, ah, you know, now I've escaped the danger. They're going to go as you know across the border and then they're going to claim it, but yeah. except here for some reason. Uh, so, um, so it's, it's really an interesting thing. Cause I mean, I, you know, I'd love to be able to say, you know, COVID is over, lift all COVID restrictions. We're done with mm-hmm. it. Let's put it behind us. But this is one particular, uh, you know, factor that's like, it, it's literally the only thing that the border patrol agents have at all to enforce as far as I right. understand. So you know, I mean, it, it, because we're basically, um, you know, following no real structure or guideline anymore, you know, we're letting people into this country and, you know, folks can deny it all they want, but it is true. And there's there's been video evidence that's captured it. Um, it it's, it's known that this administration is putting people on buses, bussing them all around the country, dropping them off in cities flying them to different places and leaving them. Um, you know, I mean, I'll go out and, and, you know, on a limb here, I know that it's a bigger topic that, you know, maybe shouldn't be just in this episode. Maybe we can dig into it in one of our cumulative ones coming up. But mm-hmm. you know, some people speculate that the reason that this administration doesn't mind doing this is because they're trying to kind of dilute uh, the vote. And, you know, that sometimes they'll specifically put massive amounts of people in um, um, you know, like deep red states, mm-hmm. for instance, or, you know, places where they want to see if they can, you know, get some kind of foothold in there to maybe sway the vote back their way. So, I mean, there's there's a little bit of nefariousness going on there, um, you know, th- the way I see it. And, you know, the, the, the reason for this, like what's behind it, what's the motive for this administration to be doing this to us? And, and it, it could be to help them stay in power by, you know, trying to basically... 
gain these votes. That's the same reason that they've talked so much about, you know, wanting to make it um, like basically legal for these people to vote. And in some cities, as far as I understand, they have made it so that, um, Mm -hmm. you know, um, undocumented people can vote. I think that's something that's going on in New York now. Uh, yeah, I think it is in New York. Yeah, so I mean, uh, yeah, we can, it's so anyhow that that's the thing that that makes Title Forty Two so kind of important to try and keep going because the Border Patrol doesn't have anything else to fall back on to try and enforce anything, and so the speculation is that we're going to have a crazy floodgate, even worse than what we've seen. And I think, do you know? Do you have a statistic here, Bill? Isn't it? Haven't we had more than a million new people flood into this country in the past? 18 months that Biden's been in office now? I, oh, I'm it's pretty significantly sure it's, it's, more. Oh, really? Yeah, it's actually, okay. it's actually um, I think in the past six months, just in fiscal year 2022, which started in October, I think there's been uh, between a million and 1.1 million. Wow. Uh, so we're, we're at, uh, let's say, an average of uh, almost 200,000 a month mm-hmm. who are coming Amazing. across. Amazing. 200,000 so, a month. Yeah, and that used to be... Um, used to be maybe twice that in a year. Used to be, um, mm-hmm. if you look back in the statistics, and you know, in, in let's say early Trump's term, late Obama's term, then it was maybe maybe half a million people would come across in a year, maybe four hundred thousand to five hundred thousand people. And now, and we're in talking, those cases, you know, in some of those cases, especially during the Trump years, they they more of those people were likely to be sent away. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if they were caught and they shouldn't be here, they were gone. You know, yep. I mean, we even went so far as to allow the, um, uh, what what would it be, Customs and Border Patrol or what, what faction of law enforcement is it um, that goes around and finds illegal immigrants and, and was deporting? I, I thought that, you know, we, we did, I don't know. I thought it's there ice. were some policies. Yeah, okay, the, the ICE agents that were under Trump empowered to go out and actually do their jobs and you know if they found bad guys send them on out but you know that was something that that wasn't very popular with obama and doesn't even exist now with biden oh yeah and so. and of course in the old days if uh uh someone were arrested and going to be released and they were here illegally then the local law enforcement would call ice and say hey we got uh, got one for you and mm-hmm and that person would get picked up when they, you know, when they were released from jail and and uh, sent back to the country they came from. Yeah, and there have been, you know, again, I I won't belabor it too much and get into it here because I don't have a lot of sources. So we hear on different news programs that that we listen to and articles that we read about, you know, murders happening, uh, just hellacious, terrible murders that that have occurred, especially a a few of them in Florida, by Mm -hmm. people who should not be here. Um, Convicted rapists are caught that are here. They should not be here. So, you know, it's just you can't look at this in any other way other than this is making us all less safe. And that's really the bottom line of it. Absolutely, and and uh, there was um, assaults of young girls who, that happened um, a few years back in uh, Montgomery County. You know, pretty much right down the road from all of us down here, mm-hmm. right outside of D.C. You know, illegal immigrants who uh, the local law enforcement did not you know let anybody know about, and they were here illegally. And because they were here and stayed here, then they uh, they committed those crimes and. Mm-hmm. And that's and, the thing uh, that, you know, they, they sometimes aren't honest about these things because of the politics behind it, you mm-hmm, know, mm-hmm. and nobody wants to, you know, depending on what side of the aisle you're on, 
you want to act like immigration is all flowers and beauty, you know, and uh, sunshine and roses and everything. And they just, you know, oh, shh, shh, shh. don't tell anybody that the, the, the person was here illegally and really shouldn't have been here. Shh, don't say that. You know, I mean, it's yeah. and, and that's the thing about it is just, it, you know, facts are facts and we need to start thinking about it in those terms. Yeah, definitely. And of course, obviously, you know, obviously there's a lot of people who who've come here legally and mm-hmm. uh, you know, I I I know I'm all for uh legal immigration and I know uh, quite a few people who've come here, uh close uh, friends of mine who've come here and Right. You know, I mean, and there, there's nothing that makes you feel better than especially like I've known a few people that have gone through the whole process of of becoming citizens. I mean, mm-hmm. th- it's such a feeling of, of pride that they have, and I'm so happy for them, you know? And, 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 and that's how we become stronger Americans, you know, to have that common bond, because that is something that to be an American is, a, is kind of a set of principles and a mm-hmm. way of thinking and understanding, and this is how you protect your freedom, you know, by knowing what that freedom is. So if we're going to just you know, toss it by the wayside and not, you know, hold it as dear as it really is. And then, of course, it's going to be diluted over time, you know? Yeah, oh, absolutely. And, yeah, the friends that I know are, are like, uh, it's like they're even more American than I am. They're I know. Just, A lot of times so they know more history. And, yeah, and yeah. I'm, I'm like, oh, wow, you, you, I, I really, I don't think I can name, like, you know, the first 25 presidents yeah. in order. I probably can't. <laughs> you know? So shame on me. But, but yeah, so uh, I mean, one, one good thing that I've heard is that there's an awful lot, thank goodness, an awful lot of Democrats even are pushing against the ending of Title 42. So time yeah. will tell, but it does seem like, and thank God, there's like enough awareness among the public that they must be telling their, their Congress people, you know, no, this has to stop. So, I mean, I'm glad that there, there must be that awareness or else, you know, uh, Congress wouldn't wouldn't be pursuing it like they are. So it does seem like there's a lot of bipartisan support to keep this thing in place. And, you know, hopefully a next stepping stone will be to restore some sanity to the situation overall, even beyond Title 42, because it's it's getting terrible. And I mean, they're, they're going to get to the point that they can't hide it anymore. And that's that's where I hope we're coming up to soon. Yeah, I hope so. And even if Title 42 isn't extended uh, beyond the end of the month, I think it's, I want to say it's the 23rd of May. Uh, that it's supposed to expire. And, and if, even if it isn't uh, extended beyond that, then I hope that there's enough uh, will and desire amongst everyone to try to put something in place or, or force somebody to enforce the laws. Because like you the say, laws. there's... That's novel. Yeah, like you say, there's no, there's nothing beyond Title 42 uh, to, uh, to enforce the border. There's no will among the uh, the administration to enforce the border. I think that I think if if somebody were to direct and allow the border patrol to do their jobs and I think they could they could do it very well and uh, you know get this whole thing uh, under control in a in a pretty reasonable amount of time but uh, uh, but if there isn't that support and and um, and everything it's- then it's just going to be the same way it is. Yeah, I mean, I just have so much respect for anybody that chooses to do that job for a living. Anything that is supposed to protect us, whether it's military, police, border patrol, any of those mm-hmm. kinds of um, you know, um, callings that people rise to for our benefit is so important to me. And I, I just have you know such admiration for that. And it's one of those things that we talk all the time about. The government is best when it's small. 
and you know yep. their main function should be protecting its people and that's the bottom line of this one to me